It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. everybody. Welcome to the last episode of The Table uh, for 2022. Um, we uh, started our year with Rory Noland, and we are ending our year with Rory Noland. Rory, how's it going? Good, my friend. How are you doing? Good. It's so good to hang out with you here. Like I just, uh, like I said, we we launched our year with you talking about t- talking about your book, Transformation, tra- Transforming Worship, and uh, now we're ending the year how was how was your year? I mean, I've it's been a year since we started the podcast. How was your year? How was your yeah? Year? It it was pretty good, Jason. It's uh, you know, um, my my work has kind of come you know post COVID. I, I you know, not sure what to expect uh, with churches and everything, and uh, uh, things have picked up as far as I'm being asked to do you know more workshops and more speaking and teaching opportunities. That, that's great and. Uh, uh, it feels like we're kind of finally coming out of the whole, you know, the whole COVID thing. So. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. It's been like a, it's been nice to see things like come back to life. And that I feel like this, I feel like earlier this year, it was, there was like the hesitancy for it to come back to life. You could see this like tentativeness of like, do I open up? Do I not? Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like we're actually opening up again. And uh, are you seeing more? Because I mean, you've you, you've been traveling a lot. Are you seeing more people in the airports? Because it feels like yeah. there's been a lot more a lot more movement in travel. Yeah, yeah, more people, and there's just more smiles on their faces. Or maybe that's just because I can see smiles because they're not wearing masks anymore. Truth. And Truth. Uh, yeah, it just there seems to be uh, just a lighter step, uh, just a lightness to everybody's step these days. So. Yeah, I I I think you're right. I think we're opening up. Things are opening up. We're coming out, and uh, yeah, <laughs> praise God. I love it. I love it. Hey, so we are like this is the last. I mean, we're in the last week of the year, um, sandwiched between Christmas and New Year's. Now, when you were on staff at your church, doing like when you were on staff at church and like doing the minister, the whole like full time thing, what were what did the last week of the year look like for you? What were you um, kind of like? You know, we're, we're coming out of Christmas you know, New Year's, um, what did that, how did you spend that week in ministry? Well, on a practical level, I, you know, tried to be able to take the week off because, you know, the run up to Christmas was always so intense and tried to line up a guest, you know, so that I and my volunteers could actually have, you know, the week off. Um, And then as far as that, you know, just resting and not working and uh, trying to, uh, really spend a lot of time with family. But even more so, I think on a spiritual level, uh, for me at least, and I, I still do this, I'm, I'm volunteering at my my church now that I'm a part of, I'm on, on the worship team volunteering, and which I love. But um, even now, because the tendency sometimes is for us to work so hard to plan these 
wonderful, meaningful worship moments and meaningful moments for for others that we don't experience it. And uh, I I used to feel that especially at Christmas and 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 at Easter as well. It's like, in fact, at one point in in a moment of honesty, I was just like, Lord, I am kind of tired of of planning all these meaningful services for people than myself not having meaningful connections with you. And uh, so that really prompted me to be do a heads up before Christmas and Easter. And uh, wh what led me to it with Jason was that uh, the verse in, um, in the gospel where, uh, you know, at the birth of Jesus, Mary, you know, she takes in the whole scene. I think it's when the Magi come and everything. It's like, wow, and the shepherds and everything. It's like, um, you know, she's she. it's like she kind of stands back and the scripture says that she treasures these things in her heart. She mm -hmm. ponders these things in her heart. So one of the practices that I would do, and I carried this over into uh, Holy Week as well, is identify, have some have some kind of spiritual nugget to, to hang on to every Christmas and Easter. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe it was identified with uh, a person, a character in the story or a verse, but have something to really uh, chew on myself. And so the week after, I would revisit that. And oh, okay. uh, really kind of wrap that up and uh, just as, a, you know, kind of put some closure on that. So that was kind of, you know, if I didn't have a great meaningful time, you know, you know doing services, I still felt like I, like I connected spiritually. And that was even more important for me. So I would spend the week after really, uh, you know, wrapping that whole thing up spiritually as well and really spending time with the Lord, making up for any, you know, lost time that I that I did because I was so busy and um, and making up of the time with family as well. I love that. I don't think I think you just said something that I think people experience, but maybe don't even realize they're experiencing is that uh, we spend so much time planning. We actually lose the you know it's hard to enter especially in the holidays when you're like details 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 there's more than just the normal order of service on a sunday like we're we're not experiencing it so it's filling that filling that space i love that i love that um now what are you uh like what are you thinking about going into the new year could you give us some like like this is the time when it's like you know, in that space, like I'm going to, you know, J January 1st is going to hit. What should I, what should I be thinking about kind of like new rhythms, new routines, you know, new, new ideas. It's not the, I hate the, I hate the the, the new year's resolution statement. Cause it's like, you know, it lasts until January 31st and then we're not out of it, but like, it's a good time to kind of reset and um, you know, as you kind of come out of it, but like, where are you? Uh, what, well, what what are some things you're doing as you kind of prep that into the new year? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm impressed that your resolutions last that long. Yeah. Uh, most <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Truth. You've January like, 3rd. <laughs> three weeks on me. Yeah, that's for that's sure. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, rather than resolutions, I, I would always, in the end of December, beginning of January, um, it's the middle of the of the ministry season in many ways. And I would go into the ministry season, you know, with some kind of objectives and goals and really seek the Lord. And you know, there's there's some areas we need to concentrate on this this year as far as our team. 
And it was a good time for me to, you know, you know, take, you know, kind of a, a midterm, you know, like a mid break and go, how are we doing on that stuff? And sometimes I would change course completely. But what I really, uh, and maybe it's because, you know, I just spent so much time with my volunteers, you know, and we were, we were together so much. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that would um, kind of plant ideas in my mind as to what some of the needs are. And so very often I would go into, you know, January, it's like, okay, what does my team need? I mean, they, they just kind of serve their guts out. I mean, they just, you know, gave a lot of time and effort and they may be tired and weary. And what do they need from me? You know, what do they need from, you know, our ministry and our church right now? And uh, it, and the Lord would answer that in many different ways as a kind of Sodom and prayer. Maybe it meant that, um, you know, we needed to have a different emphasis, you know, in our times together, like a rehearsal or something like that. Uh, or maybe it meant that there were a few that needed some special attention for me that, you know, maybe some leaders that I need to, to get together with one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, or maybe there's there's some you know special you know some other needs out there that I was I was aware of, but it caused me to take a moment moment and go, what do my volunteers need right right now? What yeah. what, my, what does my team need? And where are we going? And uh, you know what can I do to help us get there? That's amazing. That's amazing. The um, yeah, I love I love. I love to look into um, in, into them and go. How do I, how, how do I help them? How do I serve them? What does that look like? Uh, you know, a lot of times we end you know, we end Christmas and it's like your brain is sh your brain almost shifts to Easter and or your brain. You know, we finish Christmas and I always love the um, I always love the end of uh, in in the movie The Santa Claus with with with, with Tim Allen and he, he goes. They they come back from Christmas like delivering the presents and they, the elves go let's get ready for next Christmas yeah like it's the they don't take a break from that I was and I always think of that in ministry too because it's like you know we finish a holiday and we finish the time and it's like no you should stop before you move into the next into the next space and go people first like people take care of the people and uh, yeah <laughs> I just yeah. it's a here. I just find it because I had such a different reaction to that. <laughs> you know, you know those like, you know, you just had this great knockout, you know, as you know, great services, you know, and somebody comes up to you and says, Oh, you're gonna have to work real hard to top that next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, when I shoot the guy, and it's like if I were Tim Allen, I would shoot that elf right there. Yes. Like, I don't want to think about that right now. Like, so I will say I had a different reaction to that. Different reaction. That's amazing. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> shoot that elf. Shoot that elf. Rory <laughs> Nolan. That's a quote. Um, that's a quote for the day. Uh, nothing like that's amazing. Hey, so um, we always like to talk food on this podcast because that's just how I roll. That's how I roll. So in the in the Nolan house, like what 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 meal or dish says it's the holidays? Like, is it? Do you guys have a meal or a dish that's like, it's Christmas when I have this certain food? Man, I'm gonna let you down on this one because I'm. Oh not, no! Oh I'm no! Not, I'm not a big foodie at all, and you know my wife's a great cook, and uh, 
uh, you know, she'll, she'll make some cookies, but I don't do sugar or anything like that. So it's kind of like, um, I, I just kind of eat normal. And, uh, so we don't have a, whole, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to share on that. You don't front. have any food, you know, holiday food traditions? Well, like, well, for you no know, Thanksgiving, we obviously do, you know, that that's our big, big tradition. And, uh, we have, <clears throat> uh, usually on, uh, New Year's Eve, what we do um, is, you know, we have like a lot of finger foods and, and, uh, you know, my wife will make some really cool things and we'll have some you know, like family over something like that. Awesome. So uh, that's about as close as we get, but uh, <laughs> yeah. We, <laughs> oh my God, you're so boring in that way. And, um, but Hey, it, it is what it is. So I'm not going to lie to you and make something up. <laughs> Rory Nolan, shoot the elf, and I don't need sugar. That just happened in the in the in the podcast. As we wrap up, as we wrap up the year, no, it's amazing. Hey, I really, I I wanted to say I appreciate you, and I appreciate all you do for for worship leaders. Like you have, you could pretty much do anything you want, and you're spending your time like pouring into worship leaders and pouring into people, traveling, teaching. I mean, wrote an amazing book. I, I just, I really appreciate all that you do to. Uh, just continually educate and continually pour into uh, people. And I mean, we've spent time on Zoom calls this year with other worship leaders and just the the heart that you have to continue moving forward is just, uh, it's, 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 I want to point that out because it's not, um, many people may maybe not see that because they maybe don't interact with you directly, but uh, you are the, you are the real deal. And so that's uh, as we finish this year. I wanted. That's why I wanted to have you on, just to go, just to let you know that you've you've helped this podcast be um, what it is, and so appreciate well, that. Thank you so much, my friend. That means so much coming from you, Jason. And uh, you know, God's best to you as you continue to uh, do your work. And I know God's hand is all over that. So I'm looking forward to, you know, to keeping in touch and hearing how God's yeah. in your life and moving in your ministry. I love it. I love it. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this journey in season one of our podcast. Uh, we are officially wrapping up season one and heading into season two. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next next year. Next, Can I say that? Next year? We'll see you next year as we launch uh, season two of The Table.